0: Hello. Welcome back to the Hey, Shayla podcast. So sorry for ghosting you. I feel like all of a sudden I was here and then I was not. And I've gotten a few messages that are like, hey, are you still uh, doing the podcast? Yep. Yep. Sure am. Uh, Life was just kind of insane. So this is me coming on to say, hey, sorry. Sorry. I ghosted you and give you a little update and tell you kind of what's going on uh, with the podcast and why I took a little breather. Um, If you're a mom, which I assume most listeners are, I'm sure you can relate to things just getting a little out of hand. So not out of hand, just like overwhelming. So basically, since Esme's been born, she just turned a year. uh, It's I, I like, I don't even know where to start here. So Seth works shift work. And if you are a spouse of somebody who also works shift work, you understand the feeling of like. Okay, sometimes I'm doing this on my own (laughs) and I work from home and kind of get to make my own rules. And I'm going to start with saying I'm very grateful, very, very grateful for what I do. And it can be really overwhelming because uh, you don't really have a boss, you don't really have deadlines, you don't really have structure around what you do. So, like, I don't put my babies in daycare until about a year and a half. I don't know why, just in my mind, that's what I've decided. So I just make it hard for myself, honestly. So basically since Esme's been born, which has been a year, I have been home with her and also trying to work. We had a babysitter for a little while, then like a new semester happened and the schedule didn't work out or Esme's naps changed or whatever. So um, Aaliyah, I decided to put Aaliyah in daycare full-time because I was just like completely overwhelmed (laughs) keep saying that but that's how I felt and so I was like okay we're gonna put her in full-time and I had so much guilt about putting Aaliyah in daycare full-time but then she absolutely freaking loved it and just thrived and she was excited to go to preschool and she just loved it so there was the guilt then I was like you know what I need help with Esme like the and I and I put Aaliyah in daycare initially being like okay now I can work but then I was like no Aaliyah in daycare is not going to give me any more time to work because Esme is home with me. So it's not going to give me any more time to work. But it's just going to give me a little more time, a little more space to think. I started going to therapy. I contacted my midwife about postpartum depression or anxiety, and she's like, mm, I think you're just a little overwhelmed. And I was like, eh, I think you're right. So the daycare was part of the help. And um, honestly, I might have like seasonal affect disorder might have. I feel like every Minnesota has that, like every Minnesotan because, winters are just long and dark and I didn't really realize it until Seth was like, well, it kind of happens every winter. And I was like, "Hmm, you might be right. So there's that. Um, so, 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 so when summer happened, I was like, oh, things are feeling a little bit better, a little bit lighter. This is great. Um, Anyway, so then I decided to, uh, what I actually needed is help with Esme so that I can get time to work because what I figured out working with my therapist is that she was like, when's the last time that you felt happy? And I was like, hmm. Because I wanted to say when I can like focus on my work and I felt guilty about that because I want my primary focus to be when I'm with my kids. And then I was like, you know what? I also feel really happy when I'm like, Knee deep in a project with Aaliyah or like in play with Aaliyah. And so I realized when I feel the most happy is when I'm in flow. So when I have dedicated time to be working and I can really get into like the creativity and the work and just like undivided work time. And when I'm in flow with my kids. And when I can really like just pay attention to them super closely and like dive deep with them. So when I'm in flow is when I feel my best. And so the babysitter hopefully will help. I don't know when you called a babysitter or a nanny, like she's coming four days a week for four hours a day. And that feels just like infinite amount of time. Like I'm like, what am I even going to do with all this time? (laughs) But what I'll do is start this podcast up. So I kind of, I had a bunch um, pre-recorded and then I decided that I needed to take a little break, and I realized that I took my maternity leave after about thirty episodes, and then I was coming up on about thirty episodes after coming back. So it was like, I was like, well, why don't I just do seasons every thirty episodes? I'll just take a month or so off, depending on where I am in life. But next time, I'll give a little heads up, so it's not just an abrupt stop. Um, but in doing that, I've got, I've like got a crazy great lineup for season 3. I don't really know what seasons look like on a podcast, but I'm just going to I'll just figure this out. So, um, but I have a really good lineup for season 3 and I'm pretty geeked to get that going once I have a handle on everything. But so I read this book called Do Less and it literally talks about how you should do less and how you can do less and how you can still succeed in doing less. And so I um, had to figure out what is like my essentials that I need to get done. And I realized that most of my income comes from YouTube specifically. And I thought it was Instagram. No, it's YouTube. So collaborations, uh, affiliate um, income mostly comes from YouTube. So I was like, okay. Now I know what I need to focus on. My focus needs to be YouTube because I need to make money. Like I need to work and make money. And that's what it's always been. That's what I love. And I was like, okay, I have an editor. I can. I just need to script and film and send to the editor and then get it all wrapped up like thumbnails and SEO and stuff you don't need to know about. But that's my primary focus. So I've really tried to focus on my YouTube and making sure that that is maintained So my Instagram has gone on the back burner. My podcast now has gone on the back burner. But now that I have this babysitter, now I have time where I can, I know that I can schedule a recording because before it was like, well, as you might wake up, I don't know what, I don't, my schedule is just like so varied. So I guess I'm sharing this just to say like, I don't know. Some people are like, how do you get all this content out all the time? And I'm like scraping by. And sometimes you can see it in my work. Like sometimes like the views are low or the energy is low or I'm just like, I have no idea what the H to put out. So I'm just going to put this out. And and I don't like that. I like having more um, intentional content that I'm putting out, but I need creative time to think about the content. Otherwise, it's just jumbled and like bleh. So I'm hoping that my YouTube starts to gear up again. I'm trying to figure out, I don't know. So that's that's basically where I'm at right now. I'm thinking that this babysitter is going to give me more time to get back on this because I can't even explain. I've gotten so many messages recently that are just like, you've helped me so much through my pregnancy and postpartum. And those messages give me life. Because sometimes I'm like, for what? What am I doing this all for? Why am I stressed out about trying to get content out or trying to figure out what people want to watch or trying to like contact other people? Like it's a lot of stuff. And I'm like, is it just, I don't know. I just, for what? And so when I get emails like that or DMs or reviews on this podcast, please, if you love this podcast, I would be so grateful if you left a review on whatever, Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen, if you can leave a review, I would be just so geeked. I love reading the reviews. But I've gotten messages recently that are just like you, your, your message and the things that you've shared have just really helped me. And I'm like, that's what it's for. Yes. hundred percent. No question. I love it because I have purpose in motherhood and I want to, uh, do all the things for my kids and focus on them and, and do like enrich their lives and be like the mom I want to be for them and all those things. And I'm like, so what is the purpose of the work that's pulling me away from that? Ah, it's that it's these DMS that I'm getting in this, like this, Just these women who are like, this is such a crazy GD time and just to hear you struggle and to hear all of that. So anyway, I'm just saying that is, that has given me some fuel to continue to do this because sometimes I'm just not sure what it's all for, but other than like loving it. And that's the other part is I doing love doing the podcast because I love learning new things. I love communicating with people who say yes to being on the podcast. And like, I am somebody who like goes to a party and comes home and I have friends who are like, and I just need some down quiet time. Not me, man. After I like go to a social event, I come home absolutely buzzing. I'm like so fueled up from just like talking to people and hanging out with people and learning new things and doing new things. Like I did the mama meetup in Minnesota absolutely going to do another one i'm actually going to look at doing like a a weekend getaway i just found these really cool cabins that's a uh, franchise that's like all over the it's incredible so we're going for father's day and then if it if i love it that i'm going to try and reach out to them and do like cuz they do like retreats and stuff i'm like yeah a weekend retreat would be so cool and i feel like my babies are getting old enough that i i would feel comfortable going and doing that, or maybe I'll bring them in the babysitter. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I just, there's just a lot of, anyway, so when I do these podcasts, I feel the same way. I get done and I'm like, that was so much fun. It was so great. And this is what I learned. And this is awesome. And, and like, my favorite part is that I get to connect with these people because of the platform that I've created. And then I get to share all of that information with all of you. And like, that's so cool to me because I don't want to just be like, oh, these people are on my podcast because I have a platform and now I know. No, I I want to know, but I want everyone to benefit from that. And so I get the information out. And uh, what was I going to say about that? The retreats? I don't know. So yeah, basically, the first year for me is super intense because we nurse on demand. I'm the only one that, like, when Esme was born, it was kind of like he was mine, Aaliyah was Seth's because I needed to nurse her and I would rock her to sleep and I would do all these things. Where with Aaliyah, I was like, Mm-mm, this is 50 50. You got to figure it out. I, she's crying, but you guys got to figure it out. And with Ez, it was like, I. Would just do it because it was easier. And Seth would take the toddler because that was easier. And like, then Esme became super dependent on me. And so, like, I couldn't leave. I went to yoga one day and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go start doing yoga again. This is great. And I came back and Esme was just like purple from crying. And he's like, she's literally been crying since you left an hour. And I was like, instead of being like, okay, well, we need to work on this, I was like, well, that's the end of that. I'm never leaving again, ever again. So now that she's one, she's kind of like, leaving the nest a little bit and like getting comfortable with other people. And it just feels really good. Um, We still nurse to sleep. We, we tried to night wean. Uh, oh, that this is a whole video that's coming out. But tried to night wean because I was going to try and get pregnant with baby number three again. And like, then I was just like, you know, I don't know. I'm ready for that. And people always ask like, Oh, when did you know you were ready for number two? I was never ready for number two. I just knew I wanted to close together. So I didn't even think about if I was ready, I just did it. And so I was doing the same thing with baby number three, just like power through, let's go. And then I was like, maybe I just need a little breather. Like maybe I just need some time. And I felt the flow all of a sudden life just started moving like butter because I didn't realize how much anxiety was around thinking about baby number three Uh, Anytime the girls would be having a simultaneous meltdown in symphony together, I would think, right, how am I going to do this with three? Or if they were having a hard time going to sleep, I'd be like, how am I going to do this with three? Or thinking about if the shift work – like just the shift work and then having to like do this by myself – how am I going to do this to three? And so all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not worried about baby number three. So when they're having a meltdown, I get to be present with them. I get to help them like regulate. I get to, I just get to be way more present with them and enjoy them in their little cute little stages right now, because after one is my absolute favorite. I thought one to two was the best. Then I thought two to three was the best. Now we're in three. And I think this is the best, like pretty much anything after one is like my favorite. Um, So I just get to enjoy it. And I have this like weird complex that I need to have spring babies. So in my mind, if we're not going to try now, we're waiting a whole nother year, which is another stress reliever. And so like, and then we were thinking we needed to move because this house wasn't big enough for three kids. All of a sudden that is no longer a stress. Like we were like, oh, we could take some trips because we have two and that feels manageable. And like everything just started to flow. And like I said, that's when i feel the best. so i was like this is the right decision because when i traveled i did everything in flow. i would like go to the next country because that seems like the right thing to do and everything just worked out. and i haven't found that flow in motherhood yet and i feel like once we decided to just wait i got it back. and like maybe we'll never have another kid. i don't know. maybe we'll just wait a year and we'll have maybe we'll wait 3 years. i don't know. but right now It feels so good to just say, "Nah, we're just going to hold off for a little bit and see what happens. So yeah, that's, I mean, I'm just excited about it. So basically we're taking a little pause on the podcast. Sorry for leaving for so long. The podcast will be up and running again. I don't know when, probably in like, uh, I'll probably start recording again in July. So it'll come out again in August. Um, If you're not on the email list, get on the email list. It's heyshayla.com. Ooh, let me look this up real quick. If you go to heyshayla.com, hey slash podcast email, you will get to the sign-up form. Uh because I put out emails when the podcast goes live. So you'll get on that email list. Um, I also send out emails when my YouTube videos go live or when I just have like a random update. Um, the other thing that I've been doing so much of is less screen time for myself and it is giving me life. I was probably at like, I don't know, seven or eight hours a day. And that includes like Spotify, um, Audible, uh, like maps, all sorts of stuff like that. But like seven or eight hours a day is a lot. And now I'm at like four or five and it feels so good. And I attribute a lot of it to my Apple watch because I can't scroll on my Apple watch, but I can still text, call. I don't know, do the, look at the time, look at the weather that's helped attend to. So I'm actually going to work. I'm working on an ebook to help other people who are drowning in motherhood, because I feel like a lot of it is us getting sucked into our phones and we're not able to like think because we're just taking our think time and using our phones to just like drown out the noise and the boredom and whatever. And instead I think it's super helpful to like make all that go away (laughs) and like chill out on that and have our own thoughts and be able to think again and be able to plan and be able to just feel like we're on top of the water instead of just constantly drowning. So an ebook is coming for that because I have found it to be so helpful. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and help other people that are interested in managing their own screen time, not their children's. The mothers and like I'm working on another thing to help with uh, it's like a prompts to think while you're breastfeeding And, and so you don't have to be scrolling there's a lot I'm working on so that's that's coming too but that is the I feel like I hit a lot of topics here so that is the update for this podcast probably going live again in August um Thank you so much for listening. I am so grateful. We have hit over 200,000 downloads, and it hasn't been live, and it hasn't even been live for two years. So I'm so grateful that you guys are listening. I'm grateful that you guys are sharing. I'm grateful for the reviews if you choose to leave them. And yeah, uh, sorry I was ghosted you for so long. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Get on the email list, hey Shayla.com slash podcast emails, podcast email, single singular sing podcast email. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you.